All right, guys, welcome to day two here at Traffic Conversion. We're here live with Amanda Holmes, uh, <laughs> Ultimate Sales Machine CEO, uh, uh, or Chat Holmes International CEO from Ultimate Sales Machine. Uh, anyways, so we are here at the ClickBank VIP room. Uh, it's live, so, you know, they've got people coming in and out. You hear people talking. Who knows what's going to happen? Some wild things may happen. Wild things may not happen. But uh, we are here live, so you might hear some people in the background from time to time. So... Uh, we have Miss Amanda Holmes. Super excited to, to have you here. Uh, Chet Holmes International. If you guys read Ultimate Sales Machine, super cool book. Um, you know, I, I actually talk a lot to a lot of affiliates about the biggest thing was the, the Dream 100. If you haven't heard of the Dream 100, basically what it is, just the top 100 people that will uh, basically change your business. Okay, those are the people that, that you need to reach out to that will change your business. And so, um, and how, <laughs> go ahead. Do you want me to explain that I would a bit? Love, I would love to okay. explain it better. I was trying to get a little context before I jumped right in. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, but, uh, but you know what? We have the expert here. So I'm hey, just gonna let you run with it. Pass it over, yeah. I'll, I'll take that, uh, that uh, ball. Okay, so the Dream 100 is the fastest, least expensive way to double your sales. That one core competency has doubled the sales of more companies than any other. And we know it from working with 250,000 businesses worldwide worldwide. Yep. So we've been around for 30 years now, and that book is now in the top 10 most recommended sales books of all time. Yep. So the concept was originally started by my father. He was working with Charlie Munger, who is the co-chairman of Berkshire Hathaway, With if you ever heard of Warren Buffett. Yep. And he was given a list of 2,000 different potential prospects. And he was supposed to cold call those 2,000 people. He looked and he analyzed that list and said, well, that would be a lot of work. But when he analyzed it, he realized that 95% of the market was purchased by only 167 out of those 2,000. So instead of going after 2,000, he led an intensive dream buyer effort to those 167. So of those 167, for the first four months, they got not one sale. So he was considered the excerpt, right? So everybody's walking around going, Who's this sales expert? You know, he hasn't even gotten one sale yet. <laughs> I don't know if he really knows what he's talking about. And in the fifth month, he closed the largest contract that the industry had ever seen, Xerox. Just totally brought them into the world. And then subsequently after that, closed 28 more. They doubled sales in six months. They continued to double sales of nine different divisions, all within 12 to 15 months. And several of them doubled multiple years consecutively. He realized that he had a system for how to grow sales, a systematic way, because mastery isn't about doing 4,000 different things, it's about doing 12 things 4,000 times. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. The, the, and going a little deeper on that, because a lot of our, uh, the biggest problems with a lot of people that we bring on at ClickBank is, you know, they, they have really good product, but they don't have, they don't know how to network or they don't really know the affiliates. So can I walk us through, let's say for example, you have a company that is looking for their Dream 100 or the Dream 100 is affiliate, someone that could promote their product. Where would they start? Yes. So the first step is identifying who that list is. So it could even be a dream five. It could be a dream 10. So I recently launched a dream buyer course that ta taught this concept. And I had one person that I wanted to get to be a part of the launch. And it was Russell Brunson because he's one of our past clients and he was able to grow to 100 million in four years. One of his biggest, best strategies was using this dream buyer approach. So uh, I went after that one and secured it. But over my years of working with affiliates, what I've realized is that it's not always the biggest that's best. So I worked, um, I, 
I threw a virtual event right after my father passed. So my father was the founder, for those that are unfamiliar, and uh, I was a singer-songwriter previously. My father passed, there was no succession plan, no plan for me to step in, and here I am, 24-year-old singer-songwriter now with a couple hundred staff, all double, if not triple, my age, and I have no idea what's going on. I'd never read the book, nothing. It was crazy. Um, So we were this tragic story, and... Uh, between tragedy to a great success story, we did a virtual event where I got all of our biggest affiliates in the industry. Who was it? Was like Tom, uh, Zig Ziglar's son, Tom Ziglar. We had Infusionsoft Keep as one of the uh, affiliates. We had Brendan Burchard, and through this, I realized that. Um, it's one thing to be able to have one affiliate that can get you such a great reach, right? That's fantastic. We ended up generating 10,000 new leads without spending a dime, mm-hmm. which like is magnificent, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but it's also, it's not always the bigger ones that are better. It's finding what's perfect for your niche. So who who also speaks to your ideal clientele? So I started finding these people that had 5 million followers, 7 million followers, and I'd have, uh, we'd do some kind of marketing together so they'd promote my products or services. And I realized that they didn't actually speak to my demographic, which was business owners. So I started finding better affiliates that spoke to who is a qualified lead in my organization. So the question is, who serves your qualified clientele Number one. And then number two, who would be able to create a profitable relationship? So to know that you would have a profitable affiliate, they would have to be qualified. They would have to be probably bigger, better uh, companies. So for instance, for me, um, I work a lot in the B2B space. So I found somebody that worked with my bigger, better buyers in the B2B space. Uh, so they generated me way more business than let's say a company that you know only service smaller, smaller organizations. So uh, profitability is crucial. Uh, having the same um, clientele is crucial. Also, who resonates with you? Who is it easy to interact with? Who has maybe similar values? Or when you walk in the room, you are the cool, hip, wonderful person, right? That's nice. So when I walk into an e-com event, I'm a little out of my element to be totally honest with you. I don't sell B2C products Mm -hmm. like what's been innovated there is just magnificent. When I walk into a B2B room and they're still not believing that social media is a real thing, like I have to, majority of my presentation is pitching them on why 78% of their salespeople will outperform if they use social media and they're like, are you sure? Let me show (laughs) you the market data on that, right? So in that room, I am a shining star versus in an e-com room, they're like, yeah, but have you sold B2C? I'm like, hmm. That's a great point, right? So who is your tribe? Who will you shine when you walk into that room? And it's okay if it's not. So another example, we've worked with 80 of the Fortune 500 as clients. And when I first came into the fold, I thought, I got to close every Fortune 500 client because I got to prove myself. Watch me, right? And then I realized from working, so I worked with Panasonic, and over a nine-year period, we increased their sales by 400%. It was a massive success. Yeah. Yeah. The Japanese were like, what is wrong with this particular division of Panasonic? They are just legal, like what we're doing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was amazing. Um, But then I realized from working with them that it's very difficult in a Fortune 500 company to move uh, forward any kind of initiative because there's so many different levels of getting approval. So, who is your sweet spot? What, so like I said, profitability, who speaks to the same qualified buyers, who is easy 
easy and it's effortless and it's fun, right? Because we want to have fun. Why not have fun? Who is your tribe? Who are your people? So those are some things that you can think of when you're trying to figure out. And then I would write them down. Commit to it, right? These are my top 10 affiliates. These are my top 20 affiliates. I just recently uh, interviewed John Lee Dumas. And when he was launching his book, he picked 300. And he sent them each a personal video saying, hey, remember that time when we did this? Wasn't that fun? Uh, Hey, guess what? I got a new book coming out. I'd really love it if uh, we could do an interview together to promote that book on your podcast, to your network, you know, and and this is what we're covering, right? He ended up getting an 84% conversion rate from his dream 300. It was absurd. I couldn't believe it. And he's like, well, some things are not scalable. So when you think of a dream buyer, it's somebody that would completely change your world, right? It's one of those where like, uh, I had a client that um, Kim Kardashian posted on her Instagram about their product and she's been selling out for years. Yeah. Like just that one post of, hey, I really like this dirty cookie. It's called a dirty cookie. Yeah. It's in the shape of a um, a shot glass and okay. you put milk in it, but it's in the shape of a cookie. Okay, now I have to have it. <laughs> I'm writing it down, dirty cookie. I'm going to yeah. go buy one right now. Yeah, they're in Orange County. They, uh, I mean, they're Instagram. You'll like yeah. foam at the mouth. So don't do it here. You'll have <laughs> right. to do it when you go home. But um, so who is that one influence? Who is that affiliate, right? That if they promote your product, it will just continue to sell because so many people see that. Um, Yeah, that was an interesting one. I forgot the point that I was making. Well, you know, the the biggest one, I talked to people about the Dream 100. um, Two things come up. One, uh, you know, 100 people sounds very intimidating. And I like you broke it down to like, it could be five or 20, right? But the the big one is how do I get in front of these people? You kind of answered a little bit like, it's got to be someone fun, right? And that solves a lot of issues because a lot of these people, what they do is they'll put down like someone huge, like, uh, you know, Panasonic, right? Someone that would just yeah. like Kim Kardashian, right? And they're like, well, that that's really intimidating in itself. Yeah. So, so like, where would you start? Where yes. would you start there? Yes. So originally when my father first did it, how he would do it is every Tuesday he'd send a direct mail piece, okay. something with a little gift in it to be clever, like um, a Rubik's Cube and saying, how many different ways are you messing up in your business, right? Uh, we'd love to help solve that for you. Um, and then, so on Tuesdays, he'd send a direct mail piece, which nobody's doing direct mail today, so yeah. you really stand out. Then on Thursday, he'd follow up with a phone call, try to get them. And then on Friday, he would follow up with an email. And he did this every single week repetitively for four, five months until the point where they're just like, I have to talk to you. You are everywhere. You will not go away, right? Because majority of salespeople, I'll tell you right now, research says that it takes on average seven to 12 touches before getting a sale. And yet 40, only 40, so 45% of salespeople only go to the second touch and then they give up. Right. I can believe that. It's it's absurd. So do you have what we call the pig-headed discipline and determination to follow up to that person? So can you lead an intensive campaign to just perpetually every week be in front of them, in their face, in their place, in their space? I'll give you an example of this. So uh, several years ago at Traffic and Conversion, I met Dave Woodward, who is the uh, president or CEO of ClickFunnels. And he kind of gave me the cold shoulder. It was pretty weird. And we were on a yacht. So it was like... 
hours of him well, giving me the cold it shoulder. It was a yacht cold shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, he was stuck. stuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had done this. Um, I had gotten his Instagram and we followed each other. And then, so he was posting every day on Instagram. And this is somebody that's running a nine-figure business, right? Yep. Very, very busy man. Uh, over 100 staff that he's managing. And so he would post something about his family and I would comment. I commented every single day for three months. We're talking like he talked about his son and how he bet that he couldn't go without sugar for an entire 24 hours and he only lasted like it was something absurd, like four hours. And I was like, oh, haha, $25. You should have charged him 40 you know that's really funny uh then he posted a video of his wife seeing um uh christmas lights and she looked so happy i replied wow you should show your wife christmas lights like all through the year like do it twice or three times she looked way too happy to only have it happen once a year um he bought boots and he was showing his hiking boots and i said you know what i climbed kilimanjaro i know for a fact that if you go on a hike with with boots that aren't worn in you will rip the s-h-i-t out of your feet (laughs) sorry we'll give it a pg here guys (laughs) uh so make sure you wear in your boots so in every way like i say in or my father said in your face in their space in their place you but but you want to be the bright spot right i'm just adding value i'm there it was as if we were having a dialogue every single day i mean the only thing is he didn't really say much it was just mostly me yeah (laughs) right there might be a heart in there every once in a while but i was i was creating the purpose of marketing which is to create that top of mind awareness so that as soon as they're ready for your product or service you are the first thing that they think of right top of mind awareness is the pure goal of marketing so three months in you know i'm doing this every single day i'm committed i'm laughing at this point i'm making a joke out of it i'm having fun because it's just absurd how much i'm like I'm sure he's like, how that, do I get this woman is, away from me? That is commitment, three yeah. months. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was hilarious. Pig-headed discipline and determination. Yep. That's Love all it, it takes. Um, three months in, they reached out to me, him, him and Russell, and said, we'd like to purchase 650 of the Ultimate Sales Machine books and give them to all of our biggest, best clients. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like, cha-ching, yeah. yes. And he yeah. talks about it all the time. Like, he, he, yes. he's always talking about Dream 100. He's always yeah. talking about Ultimate Sales Machine. I mean, there's, you know, there's sales that are happening just from him talking about it. So it's above me on that 650. I think that's yeah. awesome. The, the um, one thing you mentioned on there, because um, you talked about market data and product data. Uh, also, you, there, there's this thing called the, the, um, the buyer's pyramid. And that's yeah. a big issue with a lot of ClickBank, uh, ClickBank affiliates and sellers on ClickBank. Can you kind of explain a little bit about, about the buyer's pyramid a little bit? Yes. And how that works? Because I do have a question on that. But Again, you yes. do a better job explaining it than I would. Yes. So if you imagine that you were in a stadium full of all of your potential prospects and you could talk to them, you could give a talk to them, majority of business owners would say something like, hey, I'd like to talk to you about my product. It's wonderful. We've been around for X number of years. We're really great because of X, Y, and Z. You know, me, 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 me. Yeah. So according to research... And everybody that's listening right now, it'll help you if you draw this out. If you draw on a piece of paper, a triangle. Now, at the top of the triangle, just about 3% of the triangle, draw a line and put 3%. 3% of your potential prospects. So let's say you have 100 people in a room. Let's say you have 100 followers on Facebook. Let's say you do 100 cold calls. In any of these scenarios, 3% of those will be in the buying now category. Right. Action now, I'm ready to buy. Yep. Yep. And... 
that 3% is who you're competing against with all of your competitors. It's just that 3%. Then you draw another line at 7%. 7% are open to it. They're thinking about it. They're doing their research online. They're trying to figure out what they want to do. Then the rest of the pyramid draw two more lines that split it into 30, 30, and 30. So 30% think that they're not interested. The next 30% um, are just, it's just not in their periphery, right? And then the last 30% are definitely not interested. They have an opinion about your product and they know they don't want it. So 90% of your buyer's pyramid, they're not interested in your product or service, right? So if all you're doing is reaching out to your prospects, talking about you and your product, you're missing nine times the impact. Mm -hmm. So I'll give an example. I'll give two different examples. Um, um, hmm. Well, do you want to ask your question first and then I'll give examples? I I think I'm going to get right into it because I want to know how would you identify that 90%? And then, you know, maybe like the, maybe the, not the 90%, maybe the ones that uh, are unknown unknowns, right? Maybe the second to the last 30% who could use your product, but they don't really know who you are. Mm. I would love, like, how would you identify them and how would you sell to those those mm. individuals? Can you give me an example of a business? Oh, I'll give you an example. So we have okay, a, we have like a, a supplement companies um, Perfect. Uh, at, at uh, ClickBank. Um, so let's give it like a lot of it. So That's you, all I need. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so we have a client that was a supplement company and their stadium pitch title was the five reasons humans are going extinct. Wow, that's good. That gets the entire yeah. buyer's pyramid, right? And you're like, no way. Come on. Yeah, are you no, serious? I want right? to know about it. Yeah. You want to know, right? right? What is that? The entire buyer's pyramid, or if you're in a stadium, everyone would sit and want to hear that, right? Yeah. That is your Facebook Live title, right? We're going to talk about the five reasons humans are going extinct, or my Instagram Live, or my direct mail piece, yeah. or my opt-in on my website, right? There's so many different mediums, but what we're talking about is the strategic messaging so you can get nine times more impact from every message that you're making, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, yeah. Did that do it yeah, that for helped. you? Yeah, that helped. Right. So, so like, uh, as far as as far as identification, like, like, uh, um, if you can give me an example of a company that you're working with, uh, or have worked with, um, that wasn't marketing to that area, and how did you help them identify those? Uh, I guess that that group. People. So it's it's gotten a lot easier over the years because content marketing has become more well known. My father was teaching content marketing. He called it education based marketing. Yeah. I mean, 30 years ago, before yeah. it was like even a thing. Like we were doing content marketing from radio it was ads. Way ahead of the time. So time. ahead yeah. of yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, I'm very proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so now it's a lot easier to train. But even so, they still want to make it about themselves Mm -hmm. you know when i say okay the a good prompt is what keeps your prospect up at night what is it that uh worries them so i was just uh keynoting three days ago and this woman um teaches school districts uh how to handle special needs children okay and i asked you know what keeps them up at night and she's like well i think the fact that they don't have special needs teachers is keeping them up at night and i'm like you really think that that's their number one issue? Schools right now, mm-hmm. with everything that's happening with the pandemic, with the fact that kids have been out of school, with the fact that teachers are now trying to figure out that on top of the fact that they don't know if they're spreading a deadly disease. Like you think that special ed teachers, you know, special needs teachers right. is their number one problem. And she's like, okay, 
maybe not. <laughs> like, yeah. All right, so let's let's find, you know, what can we educate about the five biggest upsets for parents um, that are causing parents to complain about school systems, mm-hmm. right? What are the three biggest reasons that school districts are being sued right now, right? I'm sure those two are topics that yep. raise their hand and they go, oh, yeah, I want to learn about that, right? And then that becomes, you know, a Facebook ad, right? Mm-hmm. That and and another thing that I want to point out is that it's also it's based in something that is a pain point for them. So it gets their attention faster. I know with our Facebook ads, one of the best titles that we have that's converting right now is uh, why every um, uh, the biggest reason why CEOs fail to build to ever build a really great company. Right. I'm sorry, I kind of messed that up a little bit, but um, you get you get the point. It right. hits them in mm-hmm. their pain point so that they can take action faster. So, so then, um, yeah. So here's here's what I'm what I'm what I'm hearing is, you know, because there's, there's two ways that you can market it to it, right? There's there's one like for example the 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 school the school example. You could talk about it, the problem directly, and maybe you'll get some people. Three percent. The three percent, right? The three percent of those people, uh, at, at least, that will be like, okay, cool, that makes sense. But then the other portion of it, they're like, they just maybe ignore the message because uh, they don't think it's for them. But mm-hmm. then what you're doing is you're creating something a little bit more broader, a little bit more interesting for them to capture their attention to listen a little bit more. Yes, you get you grab their attention to get their email, let's yep. say, and then you educate them through your funnel, right? Yep. So then let's say that you've grabbed their attention and now um, you've built some rapport and you're trying to find a way to get them into your product. And this is another way to like retarget, let's say. So the five things you need to know before buying a product like mine. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's reset the. Can you imagine that? Like, if you typed into Google, okay, I'm looking for. I don't know what's a product that you uh, supplements. Right. Yeah. I'm looking for a supplement um, for vitamin C. I'm looking for vitamin B supplements. Right. And then on the ads, everyone's saying vitamin B supplements, vitamin B supplements. And then there's one ad that says, before you click on anybody's ad, check out the five things you need to look for before buying vitamins. Yep. Hello, yep. <laughs> right? And then can you educate them in a way that resets their buying criteria so that they go to you and nobody else? Yep. So here's the five things you need to look for with those vitamins. Number one, you need to ask them, are they vegan? Are they killing animals, right? Because maybe that's their their mm-hmm. things that set them apart. So you educate them on everything they need to look for that is that leads them to you. So you have to know what sets you apart. That's yep. also a piece. Now, I, I will say something about that. Is 2015, I created an ebook. Uh, I was a financial planner, and the ebook was called 10 Things You Need to Ask Your Financial Planner Before You Hire Them. And nice. actually, I got that from the, the Ultimate Sales Machine. High five. So, yeah. Uh. Uh, and that just exploded, it, it blew up. Uh, I it, because it, it, I could have done it better looking back. You know, if I had hired uh, hired Amanda, she would have done a better job. Uh, no, but no, no. Uh, um, anyway, so th- so I th- I think in a lot of the marketing that I see at ClickBank, um, you know, talking a little bit about affiliates, right? So affiliates could easily do something like that if they're promoting another product. You know, instead of going sending links directly to the product, they build information ahead of time. Yes. You know, around so if it's about pain, right? Back pain, right? Yes. You know, five things you need to know about back pain before you know. 
you go to a chiropractor or well, something. If we know traffic wise that only 3% of them are even in that buying now category, yep. why not lead them to an education, get their email and then continue to follow up with them because we know yep. it'll take at least seven to 12 touches. Yep. So why aren't you going on a date before asking them to marry? Yep. That's exactly it. Cool. Well, anyways, Amanda, I want to thank you so much for, I got so much to talk about, but you know, it, it, it's, it's, uh, I can go hours for this kind of stuff. This is Wonderful. super cool. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I want to thank you so much for jumping in. Um, real quick question and kind of a general question just in, in business and life or what you see with your clients. Um, you know, what's, what's working right now? What's working right now with you? Well, we teach a concept that mastery isn't about doing 4,000 different things. It's mm -hmm. about doing 12 things 4,000 times, right? Mm -hmm. So anybody that's ever mastered anything in their lives, have you ever become proficient at something? Maybe salsa oh, yeah. dancing, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, so we were just talking about salsa dancing. I don't have a salsa name, so, you know, <laughs> I'll need to work on that. <laughs> if you find me on Instagram, it's my salsa name, Amandita Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so how many times do you practice just that simple step, right? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yep. One, two, yep. three, four, five, six, you know? And you just do it over and over and over again. I remember when I was first learning salsa, I had to just, everywhere I walked, I was walking through the, the grocery store, like one, two, three, four, five, yep. six. <laughs> up to the salsa back to the salsa <laughs> so that's true with any any skill that you want to learn it's just that repetition is the mother of all skills so for all of the shiny object syndrome we have out there today with all of the tactics yes that's great everyone has something that's working there and I'll and I'll preface this by saying that the amount of uh, innovation that's happened in marketing over the last hundred years for the first 38 years radio, it took them 38 years to get to 50 million uh, users. Mm -hmm. Then it took television, half that, it took 13 years for television to get to 50 million users. It took the internet four years yeah. to get to 50 million and Facebook only two years. So if we look for a half century, for 50 years, marketing only had two new innovations, radio and television. Over the last 10, 15 years, we're changing yeah. marketing tactics like a woman changes their shoes. Like yeah. it is so insane how often we're seeing innovation. So my biggest and best advice is go back to your foundational principles of what do you need to grow your organization. I would highly recommend the book. Every single chapter of the Ultimate Sales Machine gives you one of the skills you need to grow your organization. One thing is generating new clients. Another thing is finding those affiliates, right? Another one is just time management secrets of billionaires. How are you managing your time? Because billionaires have the same 24 hours in a day. It's just they're working smarter at it, mm -hmm. right? So each step of those skill sets. And if you could just work on them even, if you could work on them one hour a week, what can you do to improve that skill set one hour a week? Can you imagine if you worked on your business, not in your business, we're talking about on it, for that's 52 hours in a year, it completely changes an entire organization if they commit to that one hour a week. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. And, and you're absolutely right. I, I'd spent a little bit of time with uh, in, in the same, I guess, uh, um, house as, uh, as Mark Cuban, it's kind of a mansion. Uh, from a mentor of mine and mark cuban just for a few hours was just sitting there on his phone wasn't stressed out about work wasn't you know on calls all day he just was texting every now and then he just was super calm um he manages time so well he didn't he didn't need to be stressed out so yeah yes. that's exactly it um now amanda uh where can we find you 
Yes. So if you go to chatholmes.com, there is a three video series that dives much deeper into what we just talked about, how to 10x your income in one hour a week. Uh, and it breaks it down and makes it easier for yep. people to follow along. I highly recommend getting that from our website. Uh, besides that, um, I'm mostly on Instagram. So cool. you can go find me, Amandita Holmes. Mandita or, Holmes. Or you can get Chapter 4 for free, which is also on our website. And Chet, um, C-H-E-T, Holmes spelt like Sherlock, H-O-L-M-E-S, dot com. Or you can get the Ultimate Sales Machine. It's also a good Sag the book. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure. I know. Tons of fun. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.